0: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We're talking BYU football scheduling and, in particular, the future with regards to BYU and scheduling against the regional foes in the Pac-12, as well as Boise State. Some news on both fronts, as well as some thoughts from a radio host here locally, who says that BYU is more than willing or would be more than willing to big time utah hmm we'll delve into that and of course we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in byu sports news so plenty to get to ahead on today's show let's dive on in this is the locked on cougars podcast for january 26th 2022 you are locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you once again for making us your first listen to the day. We are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU and appreciate you guys taking the time to check out the podcast. If you have not done so already, please make sure to leave us a rating interview, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Those rating and ratings and reviews, the May seem like they're no big deal, and you're like, well, why am I why do you keep talking about this, Jake? Well the thing is. Apple and these other podcast providers, they have algorithms, and when they notice people are interacting with the show, leaving the ratings and reviews that they do, they absolutely uh, begin to share it with more and more people. It shows up in what they call their suggested podcast feed. So if there's a BYU fan out there who listens to one of the many other BYU podcasts, for example, Give Them Hell, Brigham, or Cougar Tracks, whatever it might be, well, once they get done with that, they will see in the suggested podcast feed, hey, Locked On Cougars, let's check this out. So your guys' interaction is absolutely critical. And I wanted to give a shout out today to TK Clark23. He left a, a message over the weekend saying, Great BYU podcast is the heading. Thank you, TK Clark. He says, Jake does an amazing job at talking how it is. He doesn't hold back and knows it's not all rainbows and unicorn farts for BYU sports. Love the podcast and listen almost every day. Well, TK Clark23, thank you so much for that rating. And our goal is here for you guys to join us every day. Obviously, I understand that things happen where you guys aren't aren't able to listen, but I think the bigger thing is, if you're a regular listener, our goal is to make you guys, and I'm fond of saying this, the smartest BYU fan in the room whenever you're talking with your family and friends. So thank you for your support, as always, and appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to join us here. All right, let's actually talk some BYU sports. Let's start off with an interesting article written by John Wilner from the Bay Area News Group. Obviously, he writes the Pac-12 hotline covering all things Pac-12. And John, uh, let's just say, has a uh, contentious relationship with BYU fans online. I think that's probably the kindest way of saying it. And he wrote a very interesting piece. And by the way, if you did not know this already, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Many of you out there probably uh, know that if you go and read his articles, there's a paywall that they put that they are put behind. Well, actually, he assigned a new, what you you call it, a... Uh, Uh, Sponsorship deal? Not sponsorship deal. It's a... I don't know how to describe it. Essentially, his articles are posted on KSL.com as part of an agreement with uh, the Bay Area News Group. So he's right. John John Williams' Pac-12 Hotline is brought to KSL.com through a partnership. There you go. A partnership with the Bay Area News Group. And this week's column or article from him, or at least one of them, is interesting. And the title is, Pac-12 Football Scheduling. BYU's move to the Big 12 could be highly problematic. And let's just put it this way. It got a lot of response from both sides of the aisle in the BYU-Utah rivalry, and for good reason, because BYU obviously is moving into the Big 12 beginning next year. That's the full expectation, and BYU has... What plenty, I'd say near 100 different game contracts out there that maybe extend through the rest of this decade and early on to next decade. Maybe 100 is too many, but regardless, they've got a lot of game contracts they're going to have to wade through, cancel some of them. They've actually scheduled a game that was not previously announced against Nevada in 2024. There's going to be a lot of machinations going on with BYU with regards to their future scheduling, and that includes a number of games against the Pac-12, and as John Wilner points out, if all all of those games currently, 15 of them in all, are canceled. That could be an issue for the Pac-12 with regards to future scheduling for a number of programs in the Pac, most notably Utah, who I believe currently has six games slated against the Cougars. We're going to, to talk a little bit more about the BYU-Utah rivalry here in a minute because a former Utah quarterback and a current Utah football radio analyst that I work with on a day-to-day basis at the Zone Sports Network had some interesting comments about the future of that rivalry. We'll get to that in a moment. That's a tease, folks. Stay tuned for that but uh, as John Wilner points out there are games scheduled against Arizona in 26 and 27 both of those games still scheduled Stanford has uh, six games with BYU uh, playing games in 2025 2026 2028 2029 2031 and all the way out into 2035 now according to John Wilner's piece says the Cardinal has quote opened lines of communication with BYU as they prepare to join the Big 12 according to a spokesperson in addition Stanford is con uh con contacted BYU about the need to reschedule a 2020 game between the two teams that was lost due to COVID. BYU and Stanford are scheduled to play this coming fall in the regular season finale out there in Palo Alto. So interesting to hear that Stanford at least is opening and engaging BYU on this front. USC and BYU currently have a game slated for 2023. That game slated for late in November, the last weekend of the season Uh, with the Big 12, obviously, BYU likely not to play that game. John Wilner confirms as such. Now the Utah series has games 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, 2028, and 2030. And the interesting part is the Utes confirmed the game contract include an out opt-out clause for BYU, but the youth have not said they've been contacted about changes to that schedule. Now, I think that the Pac-12 is more than happy to re-engage BYU on a number of fronts with regards to this scheduling because the schools that are currently contracted with BYU and any Pac-12 school who has previously had a game with BYU understand the value that BYU as a brand brings. They put butts in seats, they get eyeballs on the product, and they are a regional opponent also, as John Wilner points out, that is actually very advantageous for scheduling for Pac-12 teams because you're not having to have them travel clear across the country. They're based right here in the intermountain west in the case of utah it's a 40 minute drive up i-15 60 minutes if you have bad traffic it's close by that is the advantage of scheduling against BYU. And John Wilner also talks about the fact that BYU essentially is as close to being a member of the Pac-12 in some ways as you could possibly be. Some of you out there have talked about uh, BYU. I've seen it on social media, and I, I think it's kind of the right assessment for many, many years. Utah was, for lack of a better term, the Pac-12 side chick. Always the girl you're willing to hook up with, but you're never willing to commit to and formally engage or get married to in terms of getting them into the conference. So be it. BYU joining the Big 12, and now it presents significant scheduling issues. And the quote from Merton Hanks, which is the Pac-12 Senior Associate Commissioner and Chief of Football Operations, says, Internally, BYU moving to the Big 12 presents us with significant scheduling issues. The Pac-12, George Klyovkov has already acknowledged this, is considering dropping to just eight conference games. They would probably do that in concert with the Big 10 as part of their alliance that they have contracted with the ACC in the hopes that they could get a series going with the Big Ten, where those teams in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten will square off each year. Obviously, there are 14 teams in the Big Ten, only 12 in the Pac-12, so it'd be a little bit of a rotating basis, with two teams missing out from the Big Ten annually, but regardless, if the Pac-12 does drop to eight conference games, that opens up yet another non-conference game, and if you already have BYU dropping off your schedule, in the case of some of these Pac-12 teams, that presents some major issues for these programs. Now, this is not BYU's fault. BYU was smart enough and had the foresight, obviously, to Put into their contracts, the opt-out clause, should they join a conference. Would they like to keep some of these games on the schedule? I absolutely believe they would because I think BYU understands the value of playing regionally against these Pac-12 teams. BYU recruits heavily in the Pac-12 footprint, and even though they're joining the Big 12, which is more Midwest-based and off into the East Coast... They are still going to recruit the West Coast and the Intermountain West very heavily, if not the majority of their guys coming from those two time zones, even out into Hawaii, which is still technically, I think, you'd consider Pac-12 country. So, BYU needs to keep the relationships with these Pac-12 universities. Will there need to be uh, scheduling readjustments to get these games pushed off into the future? Absolutely. But if the two parties are willing to work on this, I believe that nothing is off the table with regards to BYU and their future of of playing Pac-12 teams. I've said it once, I'll say it again, I would love nothing more than BYU going into the Big 12 to take on the role of what Notre Dame, USC, and UCLA, I believe they're the only three that still have never played an FCS opponent as one of their games. Uh, USC had a game scheduled, I think against UC Davis, but that was canceled. I'd love nothing more than for BYU when they enter the Big 12 to have a clean slate when they're scheduling and say we're done playing FCS games. Is that... A reality in my mind probably not but i think the byu should be all about scheduling the biggest baddest schedule they possibly can each year does that mean maybe some years you're going six and six and seven and five absolutely there's no doubt about that but think about it you want to be one of the big dogs go beat the big dogs play the big dogs be willing to go and play those teams I would love nothing more than to see BYU, regardless if the Big 12 is going to stay with nine conference games or if they are going to follow the lead of what the Big 10 and Pac-12 are considering and dropping to eight conference games, I'd love nothing more than to see BYU, if it was an eight-game slate, play two Power 5-level opponents and two G5-level opponents and never play an FCS game again. In the case of a nine-game schedule, play one or two Power 5 teams in a G5. Stop it with these FCS games. I think they're a waste of time, a waste of money. Okay, not a waste of money in the case of the FCS, Opponent, but I think they're just they don't hold the same intrigue that other games do. I know that Alabama does it, I know that everybody in the SEC does it, I know that most of the Pac 12 does it. I think BYU they want to be different, that's a way to be different. My personal take on that, but I think that the Pac 12 they are going to be willing to work with BYU because they know the value that BYU brings as a brand to their program. Will it ultimately yield all these games being played, the 15 that are contracted? Probably not. I would venture to say that Utah is probably on the priority list for uh, for BYU, and I I would think if Stanford wants to re-engage, according to what that quote seems to indicate, you'd probably work with them on that, but you need to play regionally. And playing Pac-12 teams, it's a net positive for both sides. So continue to contract those games if at all possible, if you're Tom Homo, in my opinion. By the way, Tom Homo is expected to speak to the media this week. Uh, he's having his annual media summit. We'll have comments from that scheduled for Thursday at some point. We'll obviously play some of those comments on Friday and on into next week and over the coming days and weeks to talk about different topics. Excited to hear what Tom Homo has got to tell the media. All right, coming up next, an interesting quote from from a local radio host, a guy that I work with at the Zone Sports Network, Scott Mitchell ruffled a few feathers. We'll let you hear what he had to say and give my response to his comments. That's coming up in just a moment. First, though, today's show is brought to you by the GetUpside app. Of course, this is an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back folks it's straight cash don't pay full price of the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank some people who are driving a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a year in cash back and there's no catch the cash gets added right to your account you can cash out at any time to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon or other brands just download the free get upside app and use that promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more cash Back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE with our friends over at the Get Upside app. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Of course, it's the new year, and obviously New Year's resolution is still going. Are you keeping up with yours? If yours included getting fit or eating healthier, you guys need to make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and maybe even better than a candy bar in some cases. Right now, they've got an incredible special going on at Built Bar. They call them their factory seconds. They're the bars that maybe didn't come out necessarily perfect in the production process. You can get them for a discounted rate, and the best part is our promo code LOCKED15 works on those packages. So, you already get a discounted rate on the boxes of these bars. They taste just as good as the real deal, I guess you could call it. But you get a discount on that, and you get another 15% off on them. Capitalize on it now. Get to built.com. Place your order there. The best part about Built is they have a name, image, and likeness agreement with the BYU football program. All BYU football players receiving money from Built Bar via that NIL agreement. And when you support our friends at Built Bar and order your Built Bars from built.com, you are supporting BYU football. I know many of you out there want to know ways that you can ex- you can direct your money towards BYU athletes. Well, there's a way to do it, and that's by ordering your Built Bars from built.com. So once again, built.com promo code LOCKEDFIT for 15% off your order. I can tell you guys this much. They are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And the best part is they are significantly healthier for you than any other snack option out there. So once again, get to built.com right now. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Bilt Bar. Folks, the Super Bowl is upcoming and locked on. The Locked On Podcast Network is going to be well represented out there at the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in LA. Peacock and Williamson, our national NFL show, will be on site as well as other Locked On Podcast hosts. So Make sure you guys check out all of their coverage upcoming in the coming days and weeks. By the way, the Locked On NFL channel as a whole, they do a bang-up job. and I would encourage you guys if you're looking for some other podcasts on this network to listen to, find your favorite NFL team, follow their hosts, and also listen to Locked On NFL as well as Peacock and Williamson. They do a bang up job, a fantastic job of covering the National Football League. All right, time to talk a little more about the BYU Utah rivalry dynamic and some interesting comments made on local radio here in Utah. I, of course, as I mentioned in the open, I work for the Zone Sports Network. I work with DJ and PK in the morning, our morning show, while our afternoon drive show is unrivaled with Alex Carey and Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell is a former quarterback of the University of Utah, obviously spent time in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. I think also the Baltimore Ravens for a short spell. But he is obviously very engrossed in this rivalry. Went to Springville High School, had a very highly publicized recruiting battle back in the day, whether he was going to go to BYU or go to Utah. He went and played for the Utes, obviously wanted to have a very successful NFL career by all measures, and had some interesting thoughts on what BYU going into the Big 12 may do with regards to their future matchups with the University of Utah. Here are his comments yesterday on the Zone Sports Network. If BYU had a chance to go, we're going to big-time Utah, they'd do it in two seconds. If they, if they thought there was in, i don't, I don't want to hear how everybody gets along and everyone plays nice. Kyle Whittingham, by the way, he does not like that game. Hates it. I know, because it, he and Bronco were kind of the same thing, where they were like, ah, I don't like this game. No! They're not, an, they're not an, a rival of ours. But Kalani's not that way. And BYU fans want that game on the schedule. Absolutely, Kalani's not that way. What are you saying? Oh my God! Of course, am this game. Well, what I'm saying is what I've been saying for the last five minutes. Get BYU, on the board. if they have a chance to burn like, Utah, yes, just for the sake of think saying about don't... this okay. when you, when you get an opportunity. My mom used to tell me, everyone's going to get theirs. It all it all comes back in the end. Everyone's going to get theirs at the end of the day, and the, and it just might be BYU's turn to get theirs. BYU fan loves that idea. All I'm saying. BYU fan loves that idea. I will say, the BYU fan loves the idea of going, uh, we don't actually need you that much, and actually maybe mean it. In their best USC voice, by the way. <laughs> oh, darling, I don't think I want to go up to Salt Lake City this year. I'd rather play in Los Angeles. There you go. Scott Mitchell saying that BYU, given the opportunity, would absolutely big-time Utah. Well, okay. Okay. Scott is obviously looking at this from an opposite side of the lens. He currently serves as the color analyst on Utah football radio broadcast on ESPN 700. uh, And he looks at things through a little more of a rose colored prism than we do here on Locked On Cougars, obviously. Now, let me acknowledge one thing about this. The University of Utah and BYU dynamic at the university level, uh, speaking of the coaches and the administrators, that type of stuff, the vitriol that exists between fans does not exist at the same level as it does uh, with the fans as it does in the universities. These two universities understand what each other bring to the table, and they actually have worked in concert for many, many years. Mark Harlan and Tom Homo actually have a very, very good relationship by all accounts. Mark Harlan has addressed that multiple times, and I think that he understands the value of BYU. And I think vice versa, BYU understands the value of keeping their relationship with Utah strong. Could BYU big time Utah? Absolutely. BYU could have big time Utah many, many times over the years. Think back to the 1970s and 1980s. Utah obviously owned this rivalry through the early part of the first uh, four or so decades of this rivalry. Lavelle Edwards flipped it on its head. BYU won big and won often for years and years and years. Mac, uh, speaking of Ron McBride, came in and really restored some order to this. And Utah, well, until last year, really has owned the rivalry in recent memory. Utah didn't big-time BYU in many very many instances. There were some times they did. Obviously, that scheduling agreement with Michigan uh, for uh, foresaw or uh, canceled some games against BYU. They got one of them back on the schedule in that famous Las Vegas Bowl matchup that Utah fans were all miffed that they were going to have to play BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl, but then very happy when they won that game. Let's be clear about that. But I I look at this. BYU has had many opportunities over the years that they could have big-time Utah and left the Utes in their dust. They did not do it. I don't think that is going to be what BYU is going to do in this instance either. I think BYU understands the value of keeping this rivalry alive. Will it be an annual deal? Probably not, unless what I already advocated for, BYU never playing an FCS game once they join the Big 12 moving forward, which just, in the current circumstance, I don't see that happening. That's just Jake Hatch want list, that's what he wants to see, but if they were to do that, you could probably have a better opportunity of keeping that rivalry alive. My thing is, I think that if you're BYU, you try and keep at least one of the three top regional rivals that you had as part of your schedule in Independence, I'm speaking of Boise State, Utah State, and Utah, you keep them on a fairly annual basis, at least one or maybe two of the three, if at all possible, on your schedule. Maybe one, so maybe if you go on every three-year uh, circuit essentially where maybe you every okay make let's make it four years let me let me back up here make it a four year round robin so let me explain what I'm talking about where in a four year span you play Utah home and home in that four year span whether you play one year skip year two and play the third year you play Utah and every four years you're playing a home and home series one at Rice Eccles one at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and then the other years you're playing Utah State and Boise State in some circumstance whether you're at, uh, at Boise. You're You bring Boise to Provo, Utah State. You you guys get what I'm talking about keep those regional opponents on the schedule, and I think that Boise State is going to be willing to do this based on some comments made online yesterday by their athletic director. He, uh, Jeremiah Dickey did an impromptu Q&A. And the question was asked, maybe it's too early to discuss, but do you see BYU completely leaving the schedule once that the Big 12 transition starts, or will the series be more intermittent? Jeremiah Dickey says this in response. This came yesterday at 2.17pm on January 25th, 2022. One more game with them and then done dot, dot, dot for now. They have been awesome to work with challenging for them as an independent Utah and Utah state also important to their base. I have hope we can get a home and home in the future, but they need to figure out big 12, et cetera. And I completely understand. Well, I can tell you this much Boise state and BYU's agreement that existed throughout the entirety of BYU's independent era has been a net boon for both sides. And I think that if you can keep Utah state, Utah and Boise state in a rotation on your schedule as, 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 BYU you absolutely pursue that I think that's the right way to go about it yeah you probably don't play Utah on an annual basis but if you're playing them once every other year once maybe every three years and keeping the rivalry alive keeping the banter alive between these two fan bases because even when they're not playing in the next uh, two years or whatever it's going to be after yeah the next two years I can tell you this much the rivalry is the rivalry is not going anywhere. You, the fans out there on social media, know exactly what I'm talking about. These two fan bases are rabid, they're passionate, and they love to get after one another, and that's not going anywhere, so you keep it alive. I, I don't see BYU big time in Utah. That's just my take on it. But. Apparently, uh, Scott Mitchell sees it otherwise. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with the other news and BYU sports out there. How did BYU men's golf do? We'll recap that. And of course, some other news and notes out there involving the Cougars. First though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at BetOnline who'd like to wish you guys a happy new betting year. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022, my friends. It's a brand new year. Obviously, we're still in January, crazy enough. And BetOnline has a new updated Desktop and mobile website for you guys to check out and sign up for free at today. That's betonline.ag, and while you're there, you also can receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code Locked On to get started with that 50% welcome bonus. From football to basketball, to hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline remains your fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Make sure you use that promo promo code locked on to get that 50 percent welcome bonus it is free money to play with folks you'd be insane not to take advantage take you'd be insane not to take advantage of it so check that out it's betonline.ag it's all courtesy of your friends at betonline where the game starts Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on the other news involved in BYU Athletics. Let's start off with some recruiting news. A little birdie told me that Snow College offensive lineman Lysala Tai is expected to visit BYU this upcoming weekend. A lot of it is happening this weekend with uh, guys who have already signed with the Cougars who did not get to visit during the early signing period, but they are going to have a big weekend, and Lisala Tai is part of that. Uh, Obviously, a guy who went to Snow College, I believe he had an offer for from BYU before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints if I got my timeline right came home off that mission decided he wanted to or I don't know if he decided to or he was forced to go the Juco route went down to Snow College and has blossomed into a very very promising offensive lineman BYU is bringing him in for a visit so maybe they're adding another talented offensive lineman for the Juco ranks for BYU another connection to Snow College I probably should mention at this point if I haven't mentioned it already maybe I did uh, but many of you remember a former BYU signee in Ricky Wolfgram. Obviously prepped at East High School, was a pretty good defensive lineman. There was some question about whether he's going to play linebacker, defensive end, or maybe even defensive tackle at BYU. He was expected to go on a mission and then come home and suit up for the Cougars. Uh, his mission has been delayed indefinitely for the time being, and he's decided to continue his playing career, but he is continuing it at Snow College. He enrolled for winter semester down there in Ephraim. I don't know what the future holds for Ricky what regards to BYU and mission, all that stuff, but I wish him the best as he plays for the Snow Badgers. I can tell you this much. Jan Jorgensen, one of the best defensive linemen in BYU football history, is the defensive coordinator down there in Ephraim. He will have Ricky coached up. If Ricky wants to come back to BYU at some point and he proves worthy of getting another opportunity from the Cougars, he will be coached by one of the best coaches that he could possibly play for. So, some interesting news on the recruiting front there. I think LaSala Tie if he picks BYU, that'd be a Big time pickup because he's got a number of Power Five offers in addition to the Cougars, reportedly. So very interesting to see how this weekend plays out on the recruiting front for BYU. They're not going to have, a, I think, a huge signing class. They maybe have one, two, maybe three guys at the very most. It feels like that would actually sign scholarship agreements. But nonetheless, a guy of Lee solid ties caliber be a big big get for BYU. Now the other note before we go here is congratulations to BYU Men's Golf. Uh, they finished their tournament, at the Arizona Collegiate down there in Tucson in fourth place, essentially where they were at yesterday when we talked on the podcast. Uh, I failed to note this yesterday, and it's my bad. I I misread the the leaderboard. They actually had had play. uh, Play was... uh, suspended due to darkness and BYU is actually in the middle of their second round when they were sitting in fourth place yesterday BYU finished their second round pretty good with a 280 then shot a 286 once again as a team to finish two under in their final round today they finish in fourth place at 12 under Uh, they were 17 strokes back at third place Arkansas New Mexico was at 34 under just trailing host Arizona who finished at 35 under par on their home course BYU had a good showing all things considered that's a nice start their spring season for BYU, and congratulations to Bruce Brockmick and his squad for starting their season in positive fashion. It's good to see. Uh, by the way, in terms of individual finishes, Carson Lundell finished tied for 10th at, uh, with his showing uh, shooting at 209. Cole Ponich was actually 7 under at one point, finished tied for 14th at the 211, and then Tyson Shelley just outside the top 25 with a 214 overall in his round. Uh, Cole Ponich had the low round of the week for BYU in his second round shooting at 66, so very impressive for him. Congratulations to all the BYU golfers. Uh, they will obviously be suiting it back up soon enough and the expectation for this program under Bruce Brockbank is to make the NCAA regionals. They failed to make it last year. I know they are hell bent on making it back this year and we'll see how things shake out for the Cougars. Alright, that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen to the day. Always love being with you guys. Uh, I'm right now in the process. I'm going on vacation next week uh, so So just a heads up for you guys. But I am not going to leave you guys high and dry with this podcast. I have recorded a number of high-level interviews. I'm talking folks you will want to hear from. They'll actually be playing while I am gone. I've already in the process. I've got three of them done. The goal is to have six of them for the weekdays that I will be gone for, and I think you guys are going to enjoy those conversations. So stay tuned for that. That's coming next week. On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to find out what we're going to talk about. I'm hoping actually to catch up with Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach. I'd love to hear from him. Maybe may even prognosticate on what we're going to hear from Tom Homo. Oh, actually, that'd be kind of fun. How about this? If you guys want to have some fun with this, send in what some of the statements you expect Tom Homo to make during his media summit with the media. That's expected to take place tomorrow afternoon would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this tweet at us you can follow the show on social media I guess on all of the social media platforms you can send us a message locked on Cougars on Facebook Instagram or Twitter my personal uh, Twitter feed you can see me or check out my work Jacob C. Hatch and as always you can feel free to email the show as well locked on byu at gmail.com always love hearing your guys' thoughts and would love to hear what you guys think Tom Homo is going to comment on during his annual media roundtable as he sits down with the local media all All right, that's going to do it a big thank you once again for joining us go make your second listen today our friends over at locked on big 12 they obviously have their locked on uh, big 12 Roundtable that i am privileged enough to be a part of but check out their daily coverage of byu's new conference home josh neighbors is an incredible job covering all things big 12 get it free and available wherever you get your podcast all right that'll do it have a great rest of your day this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 26 2022 and we will catch you guys manana